Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Hanging out by Columbia University at the bar. ESPN Radio and ESPN News. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests join on the Goodyear hotline. In 10 minutes, we'll be joined by the great Doris Burke to talk about a crazy finish between the Knicks and Celtics. Before we get there, we need to discuss the hot topic of the day, of course. What's that? Go outside and just do the, just move the arms. Just, why would you just going to stand outside like an idiot and just do this? No, that's what they do every day when we go outside. Just, just. Oh, yeah, there's a whole group of people downstairs. You're right. You try to do that for 10 minutes, my arms get dead. Yeah. And how about the boxing coach down there always training somebody out there? Always doing the pad work. Yeah, pad work. It's always somebody that doesn't know how to box, too. That's all right. It's white-collar boxing. Nothing wrong with that. Good workout. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of the boxing industry is trainers training white-collar boxers. Yeah. Yes, Come on, Yates, man, where's my music? Can't turn it back on. It's the the Browns head into Ooh. Thursday night football tonight against the Broncos without Baker Mayfield. You know, when I hear, oh, this is like, I heard Greeny talking about it's a disaster for the I think the disaster from the for the Browns, missing both offensive tackles, maybe both wideouts, both running backs. They have a great backup quarterback. If, if you have Case Keenum as your backup, you're doing pretty good. But at any rate, Baker with a shoulder injury in a contract year, basically, with Case Keenum stepping in. How do the Browns fans feel about going from Super Bowl contenders to being sub-500? Here's ESPN Cleveland's Aaron Goldhammer. It feels pretty dire. Like The expectations here were to compete for a Super Bowl this year, and that was the talk nationally also. And now the Browns sit at 3-3. Three and three. Everybody's watching their TV screens and listening to their Alexa smart speaker devices and hearing people on ESPN say that they're the most disappointing team in the NFL. And now for the first time in a long time, you're going into a game without Baker Mayfield at quarterback, and it just has unsettled the soul of a lot of Browns fans. Now, so so how important is tonight's game for Baker's future in Cleveland? So here's Aaron Goldhammer. It's on Canty and Golick Jr., Listen to what he says about Case Keenum, guys. Case looks as good or better than Baker in this offense. I think it will affect how those contract negotiations go, and it's going to light everybody. If Case has good chemistry with Odell and Odell plays, that is a total powder keg for our show. Yeah, I'm going to ask you what's a powder keg. You know, where they keep uh, gunpowder. Oh, like a, yeah, like I, a, yeah. <laughs> I ain't know nothing about that. But okay. well, you don't want to get fire near it. Let's put it that way. It just sounds aggressive. Like, yes, I don't want to be around that. Overly yeah. aggressive. But, uh, I mean, what, what he said is right. You, it, because those whispers are going to start anyway. The backup quarterback is always the favorite. And when the backup quarterback takes over and the team starts to look in sync and things run smoothly and players that were not touching the ball all of a sudden touching the ball, then everyone starts to say, well, this looks a little bit different here. This And Baker Mayfield is in this spot in his career where they're trying to make a decision on if he's the right guy for the future. And this is kind of putting a monkey wrench in the whole program because if Case Keenum goes out there with a lack of weaponry, 
no tackles against the Denver Broncos defense that at times can be really good with Von Miller on the edge. And he is very productive, 19 to 23, you know, 19 to 25, 310 yards, you know, uh, two touchdowns and a pick six for tip ball off some receiver's hand for a pick six that he doesn't get the credit for. It lo- that looks different. Odell Beckham, eight catches, 120 and two touchdowns. And all of a sudden they win. Now people are going to sit there and go, well, you know, eh, he runs this offense efficiently. This is what he did in Minnesota. Let's take a look, a la Nick Folesy kind of. And so you get the impression that people in Cleveland wouldn't mind seeing that take place. Can I, can I tell you something? And I, I've been around Keith for a year, and obviously I've been a player my, my whole life. If – Keyshawn Johnson and OBJ have these personalities, right, that are polarizing to a lot of people because they know their sport and they're passionate about their sport. And we're really good at it, too. Yes, and you're very good at it. So <laughs> as a player in the locker room, if you're one of these two individuals and you play in the game this Thursday night and you hit your stride with Case Keenum, you're telling me when you come back in the locker room, you're not going to be looking at Baker Mayfield being like, yo, man, this dude finds me. This dude makes me look right. I don't have to answer all these dumbass questions for people wondering about, do I still have the talent? Am I still able to be great? He's making me look right. I think there's, it I makes think the that's relationship right. between players in that locker room and those quarterbacks, it makes them divided. And that creates a problem if Case Keenum comes out and delivers and, tonight. And there's another component, too, because you brought up Nick Foles. One thing I noticed about Foles with that Eagles team They liked playing with him, Key. Like, they were dead in the water that second year with Carson Wentz, right? The Super Bowl defense, they were like five and six when Foles came in. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Caught fire, made the playoffs, won a playoff game on the road, almost won at at the Saints, right? So, So the team, both sides of the ball, responded to Nick Foles. Case Keenum in Minnesota, I don't know. That team seemed to be energized to me, guys, when Case Keenum was the quarterback. Maybe he's also one of these dudes that 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 can galvanize, as they say, well, the team. I've been there in my career before. In 1998, Jay, Max, I had a quarterback named Glenn Foley. We're okay. We were – I think when Glenn got hurt, we might have been sub-500 early in the season. Started kind of like right about now for them. Mm-hmm. And the offense was okay. But Vinny Testaverde was standing on the sideline, veteran guy who knew how to play. And when once Glenn got hurt and Vinny took over, the rest was history. Like, it was like they getting ready to take me to another level. Vinny was going to take – because I practiced with Vinny, so I knew his balls was like handoffs. You know, he's throwing 50-yard strikes right in the breadbasket. So you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, okay, this makes all the sense in the world – and then eventually, we kept him in as a starting quarterback. We went on to the AFC Championship game. I went to my first Pro Bowl. So it's kind of like you, you got to kind of see what it is. Vinny knew the system because he had familiarity with the system. And so I've been there firsthand experience. If, if Case Keenum goes out there and takes care of business, Baker Mayfield injury will disappear really quickly on his side, but it may not on the team side. Mm. What is he? Is he? How many years is he? Is a three year? It's four years. This is his fourth four, year. No, no uh, I'm talking about uh, Case Keenum. Oh, I don't. I think it's he signed a three year, eighteen million dollar deal, right? Yeah. So if you're paying a dude six million a year and the team likes him and responds to him, and he's in the same basket with Baker, even if Baker's a little better, and Baker wants two hundred million, oh, all right. 
We are joined now by the great Doris Burke, ladies and gentlemen. Lots to get into after an exciting NBA night last night. Doris? How electric was the garden last night? I tell you what, I think you might want to turn your mic a little bit more. No, your microphone itself. Yeah, there, there it is. We all need to hear from you. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the way that game was going, especially early with Jalen Brown hot and everything, and then late where the Celtics tie it up, it just felt like that's the kind of game in recent years until last year the Knicks would lose. It's a great point. It's a great point. And how about Evan Fournier makes the defensive mm. mistake that sends it into overtime but then responds by making multiple threes. You know, I think you saw some signs from the Knicks that should help them. Evan Fournier, they needed to get somebody to balance the floor so that in the postseason when they load to Julius Randle, somebody else can put it on the deck and create either for himself or for somebody else. Uh, interesting that they sub out Kemba Walker late. He had played so many minutes, and D. Rose gets off the dribble drive for that big-time bucket. Like, that was so fun to watch last night. I mean, seeing Spike Lee courtside, seeing Tracy Morgan courtside, it felt like the Garden – was back, but I also I, I got to give him a lot of credit because it, it's a lot of the small things that sometimes I think Julius Randle does mm-hmm. that people don't give him credit for. He almost had a triple double last night. I mean, the rebounding and the passing. Oh, the, the way passes he to Mitch the game. to Mitch Robinson inside Special. was was like uh, they they had it going. And think about it, guys. This is this is new, right? So if you remember, two years ago, the criticism of Julius was he wouldn't distribute the basketball. He was always looking for his own. A season ago, career high in assists. Really understands that. Okay. The double's going to come to me. The floor's going to be loaded to me. I've got to find guys. And I only think that's going to grow. Uh, I think the key for me, Jay, is, is Kemba Walker's left knee going to hold up? Yes. Because if it does, now you've got real options on the offensive side of the floor. If it does, where do you think they fit in the Eastern Conference race? Well, you know, I said this. I thought last night if it was indicative of any one thing in particular, it's the depth of the Eastern Conference. Because those are not two teams that are going to get ahead of either Milwaukee, who to to me right now is a step above everybody else, or even the Brooklyn Nets. But the fact of the matter is they're both really quality teams, and trying to win against either of them, you're going to have to work for it. I mean, Miami's gotten better. Chicago. Chicago has gotten better. The Washington Wizards low-key have gotten better as well. So, I mean, the depth, I'm with you, Doris. It's really there. What do you make of everything happening in Philly, obviously, you know, the reports last night about them playing, but them going out to team dinner. Right. You heard Joel and B talk about this is the first time pretty much in his career that he is not going into his hotel room and just play video games. They're doing team bonding experiences. Yeah. It feels like it's actually his team. Well, I think he's relishing the opportunity to take this adversity and try to become the leader that's going to be required in this drama with Ben Simmons. But what happened last night? They won on the road. In the NBA, no Zion, I get it, but winning on the road is still tough. Uh, they only had a six-point edge with 9.23 left to go in the game, and yet Furkan Korkmaz goes north of 20. Uh, they had their first and second point guards because Shake Milton would have started the point. He's nowhere near ready because of the ankle, and yet Tyrese Maxey mm-hmm. goes for 27-5. and five. Like As much as we've talked about the drama and how that's going to weigh on the Sixers, and it is, those are facts, so the first question Doc was asked in the postgame was sort of the Ben Simmons situation. But I really believe, Key, that Joel Embiid is going to relish the opportunity to take on leadership in a very tough moment for them. How long do you think that drama, Doris, will continue? Will they get smart in Philadelphia? And I guess we'll see in the season opener whether they roll Ben Simmons out or make him stay home. Mm. Um, how long do you think that drama will happen? Or will they just say, you know what, 
we're going to pay you. Yeah. And why don't you just sit on the side, not in the stadium, but stay home until we figure it out? Well, they're they're reporting that today Ben Simmons is expected to show up at practice. And so Keyshawn's mm-hmm. reaction is classic. I wish I wish our listeners could do see that. how viscerally he reacted to that don't comment. Do that. So if you're him or you're that organization, you're not going to have the resolve to keep making that young man show up, keep making him pay financially and inflicting that kind of pain. You'd go in an entirely different direction. Yes, Doris. Here's why I would do that. Because much like you just mentioned 45 seconds ago, the distraction. Mm. I don't need the distraction coming into the building because now, one, you got to continue to answer questions. Two, I don't like you as a player. Why are you bringing him into the building? We know what he is, right? So why do we keep bringing that poison? As like people like to say, locker room cancer, whatever. Why are you bringing that in here? And, and instead of just saying, let's send him home. And we can keep winning because it's a distraction. And then if you decide to put him on the bench, Jay, and dress him in street clothes. Every game. every That's a problem. It feels like it's personal, Doris. And I mean, it's me being subjective, right? If it, You know, a lot of – some of my friends will always text because they're Philly fans. Like, we want him to hurt. We want him to feel it. Mm. He let us down. Mm. And, like, that, that's the only feeling that kind of comes to mind for me. Like, do you just want to publicly shame him? I, I don't know. Listen, but that's bad business, though. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> how about how about a thousand miles away from the game in New Orleans at the Flyers game? There are anti Ben Simmons chants in Philly. You think that fan base isn't going to get after that young that's man when saying. he hits the floor? That's what I'm saying. They took they care that? of him. What's so bizarre about this is he's such a fantastic player in so many ways, and Philly fans coddled him. If yes. anything, yeah. And he was the one, after he played poorly, after they'd sent Joel Embiid's best friends away, Redick, Butler, they didn't resign. If they seemed, the, the town, the organization, seemed to bend over backwards for Ben Simmons, he kind of messes up, right? And he's the one who wants nothing to do with them? Right. I can't, I can't remember anything quite like it. Yeah, he's the guy who, you know, five years into his NBA career, not only hasn't improved his three-point shot, but is unwilling to take it. Like Philly <laughs> fans, I think, would accept failure if you weren't so afraid to shoot the ball. I mean, you went, what was it, five fourth quarters without taking a shot. I mean, that's unheard of in the modern NBA. You know, come on. Can we get to the wow. – I want to get to the Bulls. And the reason I want to get there, and this is something I've been bringing up. I asked Jay about it. I asked Cap about it. They have Cap on the other day. I look at the Bulls, I just love the way the roster fits together. Lonzo Ball, what team would he not work on? He plays defense, he looks for his teammates, he can shoot and all these kind of things. And then they have two slashers, one mid-range game, one outside guy, and they have an excellent all-around center. I look at Patrick Williams, though, as mm. the X factor. Yeah, sure. What's the, if he could somehow wind up being the best player on the team, oh my God, right? What a squad. What's your scouting report on him and your forecast for the Bulls? Well, first of all, anybody who's played for Leonard Leonard Hamilton at Florida State uh, brings uh, not only a tenacity, but an understanding of what's required on the defensive end of the floor, Mm -hmm. his body type, the the level of physicality. Um, He did not look like a first-year NBA player in terms of his frame. So right away, you can't play bully ball with this guy. I think he's a wealth of upside on the offensive end. 
And I think you saw last night, like, I think they're going to be one of the most fun teams to watch. If you're a league pass person, tune into the Chicago Bulls because they're going to get out in transition. They're going to be up-tempo. Zach goes for 34. How much easier is his life going to be, Jay? Oh. Because you got Lonzo Ball. Now he doesn't have to absorb every pick and roll. You know, he can get out in transition. He can show off his athleticism. Uh, the experience with USA Basketball just going to be so big for him. I, I love Zach Levine's game. And I think Lonzo elevates it. I think the addition of having Lonzo Ball and low key, we talked about this yesterday with what the Lakers lost, Alex Caruso. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play great last night. Mm-hmm. They need to score more bench points. But so, like, that maturity and the defensive tenacity and his understanding of the game, I think elevates his team. But, Doris, I, I do want to get to Zion Williamson. We talked about the Pelicans losing last night, a foot injury. I, I've been saying this since I saw him in college. I think he's one of the most explosive athletes the game has ever seen. But my question was always with that body type. Right. Was it sustainable with the volume of games you have to play in a league? Mm-hmm. How do you think things are going to pan out for him? I worry, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, the, the guy is an electric talent. Uh, that smile, the personality with which he plays, right? You had a New Orleans organization because of everything that had transpired before hang by a thread with its fan base, not a lot of enthusiasm. Now you get the number one pick, and not only the number one pick, but like a Patrick Ewing-level pick at the one spot where people are really enthused. Listen, he's got to commit to conditioning, uh, to making sure all the things that go into success of a professional athlete, Keyshawn, I don't know how hard it is for a young man at that age to be disciplined in terms of his regiment, and I mean diet, uh, off-season, how much he spends on taking care of his body, how integral do you think that will be to the success of this young man? Uh, a lot, but he's in New Orleans. There's a lot of good food down there, yes, you know. And so, yes. but you have to take care of your body, especially in today's sports world. You look at other athletes around you; everybody spend money on their body. They take care of their body. They get the the natural rest. They're eating a certain way. Now, maybe his body is just such that he's just a big boned guy, and he's going to fluctuate up and down, back and forth. That's just probably what it is. I mean, we don't – obviously, I don't know because I'm not his his dietitian or anything like that, but with that body type, we can just look at Charles Barkley, for instance, right. that body type, yeah. up and down, up and down, or whatever the case may be. But let me ask you this. Uh, talking about players at odds with their teams, Marvin Bagley, agent, blasted the Kings mm. for him not being in a rotation. Mm. What do you make of that, and where is that going now? Yeah, and I thought the point that Jeff Schwartz seemed to be making was there were options on the table a season ago to make a move to get Bagley out of there. So if you didn't do that and then you put him in a situation where now you tell him the day before you're not in the rotation, it's a tough situation. Um, I think the young man has shown flashes, Mm -hmm. but he's not been able to find a consistent game. And, Jay, whether, you know, what's contributing to that. In football, we see it sometimes where a certain system or a certain coach elevates a quarterback's play. You know, is the line right? Does he have the right receivers? All those kinds of things. Um, That's a developing story, and I'll be interested. Sometimes we we put a label on somebody or they fail to have success early. Marvin Bagley's mm-hmm. still a young guy. Yes. There's still a window of opportunity here. And you, more success in the rap game than, than on the NBA court right. so far. I, I, I am curious, and I would love to get your opinion on this, DB. You know, the, the game has become so much more fluid and so much more skill-like. Sometimes when I look at Marvin, he's a little bit more of a traditional mm. post player. Do you right. think the game has moved away from his style of play, or do you think he can still 
catch up to where the game is going? I think he can catch up, and I would I would point to Al Horford as a guy who was a low post post player, back to the basket. Atlanta could throw it into him early, and you know he'd do some things with the basketball. Well, you know, okay, I'll give you a better example: Brooke Lopez. Mm. Brooke Lopez comes into the league with a with a reputation for being excellent on the offensive end and a liability defensively. He goes nine seasons basically without shooting a three and then all of a sudden recognizes the change that the NBA has made. Now he is at the key point of the best defense in the league, Milwaukee, their rim protection, and it's Brooke Lopez. And he's added the three. It's like, does Marvin... like seven threes a game or something like that. Correct. Does Marvin Bagley want to put in the work to adapt his game? And I'm just going to go back to Zion for one thing, just only because Key just made note of Charles Barkley. And I'm sorry to hit this point, but this is one of the key stars to me in the next generation for the NBA to keep growing. Like You think about how captivating Zion was when he was at Duke. Charles Barkley talks all the time, and he said it the other night on TNT. He talked about Moses Malone basically grabbing him by the collar and setting him straight. I don't think Zion has that. Mm. This is so interesting. Wait a minute, Darcy. I want to go over a little bit here with you on the Zion thing. Because Moses Malone was not doing it with talent. He was doing it. The chairman of the boards was doing it just by working harder than everyone else, right? And Barkley talks about he wasn't as disciplined. Zion, to me, always seemed like almost like a puffed-up Derrick Rose in the sense that his fast twitchies at his bulk mm. were just too much for the human body. His sneaker explodes, his knee, whatever, right? Interesting, yeah. But what you're talking about now is something different. You're saying, given that, you actually have to spend extra time on yourself making sure you don't get hurt and that maybe he's not doing that. But not only that, Max, when you come into a league, you need a vet to put his arm around you to say, this is how you do it. This is how you train. This is how you work on the road. And this is how you need to live your life in order to be successful. When you come into a young team and you don't have that, you're left to try to figure things out on your own. And that's very true because when I was drafted in 1996 as the first overall pick, we signed four veteran wide receivers in free agency, and they wanted to make sure that I understood how to be a professional wide receiver. Goes a long How do they do that? Mm. They did okay, I guess. I mean, it was one of those deals where they went out and they got Webster Slaughter, longtime guy, uh, Quinn Early, longtime guy, Jeff Graham, longtime guy, and and just be able to say we're drafting him number one, but there was all young guys in the room. Mm. So they needed to uh, to have me understand the worth ethic on what it took to be a professional at the receiver level, not college. Right. And, you know, whether it's, Eating, getting the proper rest, working hard after practice in college. When the practice is over, you go. When the pros, when practice is over, you might still be on the field another hour right. doing the littlest things, working on your sideline technique, something that was poor in college. You know, it's just little things like that. Max, I'm saying that it's you have to if you're Zion and you've experienced the number of injuries that he's already experienced, you have to examine every aspect of what it is that you are doing. Mm-hmm. How can I best position myself to make sure I'm available, right? Because that's so important to success in the NBA. And I think there's a lot going on there. That could be the difference between one of the great athletes we'll ever see right. and a truncated career. That is Doris Burke. 
joining us in studio, giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Coming up next, Jay, get ready for this. Which dark horse teams in the NFL can be contenders? That's next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN News. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of real, Bart Scott. Ooh, you wore that little Bart mellow Han ball joins outfit us. today, huh? Good show. I came in. Why you keep I, touching all the buttons? I got no juice, man. Like, I ain't heard nothing, man. What's going on around you these You got to turn off your mic while he's doing that. They probably turned it back on now. Nah, man. They ain't got nothing over. I no, got we no, I we got can no, hear you. Y'all can hear me? Okay, I can hear yeah. you. Like you need. No matter, we can have a conversation. Bart's like me right now when he buttons the button on his suit. When I button the button on my suit, the thing is straining like, you don't. You don't. Ah. Yeah, I've been, gotta, I've been yeah, losing, yeah, a little I've been, bit. I've been losing weight, though. I've been on the pole. Oh, good for you. I need to do the same. Hey, Key, how you feel about Rosario, man? Rosario, Braves picked him up midseason. He was injured, and he's paying dividends, man. Any concern over there? Why are you messing with 
the actress. Oh, really? That's how you're going to go? Rosario for the Braves, man. So, real or not real, let's go. <laughs> really? I guess, trying to talk I about guess, the Dodgers right now. I guess he doesn't want to talk about the Dodgers. All right, look. Bart's giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Awesome. It is time for real or not real. Brought to you by Trico. Trico has been the future of wipers since 1917, keeping you a step ahead of Mother Nature. Visit TricoCatsAndDogs.com. Before we get into real or not real, here is Dan Orlovsky the other day from NFL Live on dark horse teams that could make the playoffs. Here's Dan Orlovsky. Come on, Dan. Dark horse teams that could and make the playoffs. now, Dan. You know Dan can and you. Dan. Dan. I do think two teams that are going to get in the conversation. Because if we say, you know, it's Tennessee, it's Buffalo, it's um, don't you, you know, the Ravens. Dare say Indy. I think Indy and New England will get into the conversation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Check this. Check Everyone's this. leaving. Indy plays Sunday night football against the, the, the 49ers. They win. The, they beat the 49ers. They are going to be five and four by the middle of November. Dio. Wow. I'm just telling Man. you, bro. You, the, the, the Indianapolis Colts are the third team in the history of the NFL. History now. No, no. Right. It's five games the to start their season uh. against teams that won 10 games the year before. All right, I'm what about the Patriots? You, Tell us why the no, Patriots. New England's two plays away from yeah. being 4-2. All right. So based on what you just heard, guys, let's play some real or not real brought to you by Trico. As I said, Trico's been the future of wipers since 1917, keeping you ahead of Mother Nature. Visit TricoCatsAndDogs.com. Okay. Real or not real to make the playoffs, the Indianapolis Colts? Ah. I think that's not real. real. I don't think that's real. You know, I think about, you know, yeah, they they look much better as, um, you know, you look at Carson Wentz, he's looking like, you know, he's looked like he's back from being James Conn with the two broken ankles from misery. But um, this is a team that was sold as somebody that can compete for the division. I think with King Henry kind of getting things going together, he's going to make sure. That that loss right there to the Ravens really hurt them. You know, I think it set them back. Um, I'm going to go not real. It's very real. Uh, and I agree with Dan in this situation. When you look at Carson Wentz over the last three and a half, four games, he's been playing pretty good football. The defense is starting to play a little bit better. They get T.Y. Hilton back. They travel to San Francisco, which is at a crossroads. It's Jimmy G in, Jimmy G out. Trey Lance in, Trey Lance out. Doesn't look like Trey Lance will be playing this week. So if they go on the road and they win this football game, which in my opinion is a must-win for the Indianapolis Colts, they can stay pace and win the division and get into the playoffs. Yeah, I'll go real, too. They can win that game at 49ers at – We'll see if they can get one versus the Titans. We'll see if that defense can actually withhold King Henry. But the Jets, the Jags, Texans, I mean, Patriots, Jags again, Raiders. There's a lot of winnable games on their schedule for them to sneak in. Last year, Colts. everyone said the Colts were a quarterback away. Carson Wentz has been playing better and better, and they're going to get their all-universe guard back at some point, right? And he's supposed to come back at some point? Patriots, real or not real, to make the playoffs, Bart. I told you they was barbecue chicken before the season even started, man. Like, I, I, listen, it's going to be a long road to try and replace Tom Brady. You look at what, you know, Mac Jones did. They still haven't played the Buffalo Bills yet, right? So that's going to be two losses. They got Cleveland. That's, that could be a crossroad game. I think they're not real. I don't think that the Patriots see the postseason this year. It's going to be the worst $300 million ever spent. Yeah, I, I wow. agree with Bart. It's not real in, in – I understand Bart has a, a thing for the Patriots because oh, of his Raven and Jet days, just like you and the Cowboys and the Giants, Max. Yeah. Same sort of deal. It's fine. But he is speaking the truth. They probably spent $300 million, basically, as we like to say, tricked it off. Yeah, I, I, that's probably right. But, Jay, uh, I don't know that they lose both games to the Bills. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't discount the Bills. 
I just wonder, you know, will they let Mac Jones go? Will they let him play? Oh, okay. Like, I was like, throw what? the okay. ball, yeah. right? Instead of just. It was right up your alley. Yeah. yeah. I saw your face. Wait, let him go. Let him go. Let's have this conversation. Mac Jones is falling <laughs> off the cliff. Um, I just wonder if they'll let him actually go and play. But if not, they try to stay with that system. I, I don't think so. This is what I want to know. Has the league caught up to Mac Jones? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's the next one. All right. Titans, real or not real, Bart Scott to make playoffs. Did you see King Henry? Mm. Listen, I mean, you talk about he's on pace to break Eric Dickerson in 16. He's averaging over 130 yards rushing. Oh. Listen, he sets the tempo. Eventually, they're going to find a way to get the ball to Julio Jones and make some plays down downfield. They really look like they're missing Arthur Smith. But if I had to go, they're going to win a division. They're dangerous in the playoffs just simply because King Henry doesn't seem to slow down. Look, I agree with Bart. It is a real situation. If the Indianapolis Colts can't push them to the to the to the end, then the Titans will run away with this thing. Because the one thing that they do have that's portable is they can run the football. And whenever you can run the football and play action pass game with Julio Jones and, and AJ Brown, then you have something special. What they have to do though is they got to figure out how to get the defense solved. Exactly. They just got to figure that out. They got a banged up secondary. They can keep the defense. (laughs) They're barbecue chicken, 39. We knew he was the fish. Man, Uh, just keep them somewhat disciplined, man, and keep them in games. They have have the scoring power to stay with anybody. Uh, Derrick Henry, even when everyone knew they were going to run the ball in the playoffs, has won playoff games when the whole defense knew he's running the ball and he'd still pick up 150 yards. It's real. Real quick, guys, super fast. Bart Scott, Bengals, real or not real? The oxymoron, super fast for me. No, I, absolutely, man. Listen, I got the Bengals really, maybe, yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I'm going I'm to say it. Yeah, I think they're going to beat the Ravens this week, man. I mm. think that offense, Joe Burrow is big time. I think time. in short order, he's going to be a top five quarterback in this league. And now he's showing everybody that it's safe to go to Cincinnati. That was real quick. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I, I'd say it's real because Cleveland is getting ready to fall back. Pittsburgh, we don't believe in. Baltimore, keep moving forward. And Cincinnati will be the second team that come out of that division as long as they don't have no P.I. guys like yeah. Bart when he played <laughs> for the Ravens. You know what P.I. is, right? I never got none of them, dog. No, not pass interference, oh. pile inspector. Were you? He's accusing you of being a pile inspector. What was a pile inspector? You know, you don't go in the pile. You just stay on the outside and you just observe. <laughs> the dude oh, no, who no, runs no. up on the pile. And oh, oh, no, no. I used to be in there grabbing stuff, breaking oh, see, stuff. No, okay. I poke. I got J-O-P yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I jump was... on pile. Oh, absolutely. All right, move along, Max. <laughs> no, Let's no, get jump this thing on going. also not a good thing. I was like Friday after next, man. Yeah, hit him with the eye gals. What you want me to do when we catch him? Get the eye gals. Thank you, Bart Scott. Up next. No. That's Ouch. it. That's it. That's I it. I, what do you mean that's it? I didn't even answer the damn question. We're going to put some gold you and bind. Can we get Keyshawn some gold bind for them feet? How challenging oh is it to go from the boxing shoes, ring to the octagon? We'll ask someone who knows. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. So I was doing a fight once on HBO, guys, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, and I was talking about Andre Ward being the last Olympian to win a gold medal for the United States in boxing, and, mm-hmm. I, got a, and I, I saw a tweet from Clarissa Shields, who, of course, won two gold medals, and she's like, well, what am I, chopped liver? I was like, oh, pardon me, Clarissa Shields. That's right. We're all proud. Clarissa Shields won two gold medals in the Olympics. She's a four-division champion Hurry in boxing as right, a huh? pro. Huh. And joins us via the Goodyear hotline. Clarissa, good morning. How are you? Good morning, y'all. I'm good. How are y'all? Good. We're doing good. We're doing good, Clarissa. So, guys, Clarissa is not only a four-division boxing champion, but she is now getting ready. Clarissa, you're getting ready for your second MMA fight. That's a big transition at the PFL World Championship which is next Wednesday, features six championship bouts, each champion crowned 2021 PFL world champion, take home a million bucks. So what was it like? What were the change? Like, what was the difference? Because last time I spoke to you was before your first fight. What did you, how did you find the experience? You know, I thought the experience was fun. You know, it was, it had its challenges though, you know, like being taken down on the ground, having to get up, um, you know, being stuck on the ground with the girl that was brown built. Like it had its challenges, but overall, it was fun. It was challenging, and I was able to come out on top. How different is fighting in MMA versus boxing, though? Oh, it's way different. It's way different. I mean, you go from boxing where it's, you know, jab, right hand, uppercut, hooks and stuff, and then in MMA, it's like if somebody can't deal with you with the hand, they're like, forget this. We're taking you down to the ground where your mind got to switch. 
to now, okay, forget fighting. Now we're grappling. You know, we're doing jujitsu, we're wrestling. And you really got to have that quick mind switch in order for you to be able to keep up. What, excuse me for the ignorant question, but because I boxed for a lot of my life. How, how's the conditioning different for MMA, right? The grappling, all that stuff that factors into it. Is that, do you need to be in better conditioning for that aspect of fighting? You have to get your body conditioned to have another body laying on you, have another body pushing and holding you. In boxing, when when like somebody is holding, the ref say break, and y'all separated. But no, in MMA, the person you got what you call clinches, you got tie ups, and then you have groundwork, and that's all consistent of somebody, somebody who's your weight or a little bit heavier than you laying on you and that's a whole different type of conditioning my body was so sore when i first switched over to mma i just pushed and pushed and pushed it but it's a different kind of soreness when you have a body laying on you that has muscles that's trying to hold you down that's trying to where you got to use different kind of muscles to get up it's a different kind of conditioning but not like running it's more of like body conditioning Mm. of course i i've heard you say this before i've heard you talk about fighting Layla ali is that still on the table down the line somewhere? Because I, I need to see that if that's going to go down. You see what happened to Evander Holyfield when he fought against uh, Byron Belfort? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that fight? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's I mean, what happened that's... to Leila Ali if she was to fight me. <laughs> now, talk now, that stuff, Clarissa, girl. Don't talk up, that stuff. Clarissa, you bring up Holyfield. Are you saying because Layla is too old now? Look, I have a lot of respect, you know, for Layla, like the legend. People think that I don't, I don't like her, and and that's not true. I think that we bumped heads because we're both like so, so accomplished, and we both have, you know, great boxing skills. But I'm 26 years old. I mean, I'm not even in my prime yet, probably. You know, like I'm getting stronger, I'm getting faster. She hasn't been inside the ring for 14, 15 years now. There's no way she'd be able to come out of retirement and even be able to keep up. And that's not saying she's not a good fighter. I'm just too young, too strong, too fast. You know, maybe we would have fought when she was 29, you know, and we were both kind of in our prime. People can compare. But right now, I mean, she's going to be turning, what, 40, I want to say 45 <laughs> soon. And, and and that's just different. So it's not disrespect to her, but. You really got to respect the game. And when you don't use the tools that you have, you lose them. That's just the truth about it. Do you, do you feel like when you – when you people see it, we're talking to Claressa Shields, and for people who don't know, you know, when you talk about the best pound-for-pound pound female fighters in the world, you cannot have a discussion without talking about Claressa. She's a four-division champion as a professional, two-time gold medalist, two-time gold medalist um, in boxing, and now has a win in MMA. But Claressa – the women do not get paid like the men, right, in, in, in professional mm-hmm. boxing. And so when I see Claressa's name attached to Layla Ali, Claressa is trying MMA. It seems to me like if there were the money fights that you wanted and the opponents you wanted in boxing, there would be less time for that stuff. Am I right or wrong about that? Less time for MMA? Yeah, less time for MMA, you know, and, and maybe we wouldn't be seeing your name attached to Layla. It's like to capture the public's imagination, you need a dance partner. You need something that is that will draw the public's uh, imagination and, and capture it and say, okay, now we're focused on this. 
you know, I will say in women's boxing, if we was given the opportunity that the men were given, then I can say, you know, then I can say that. So I've always had plenty of dance partners. You know, I've, I've, I've fought against some great opponents. I've trash talked. I've, you know, got into stuff with girls that weigh-ins. So it's not about people not having an imagination. It's just about women not being given those opportunities to see if we're a big draw. You know, I had my first pay-per-view fight on Fight TV, on FITE TV, where, you know, I did all the social media and all the pushing and everything, just myself and with my celebrity friends. But I but I fought six times the main event on Showtime. So you would think that when I fight my pay-per-view fight, that it would be main event on Showtime, where I was getting over 450K views, 500K views a fight. To now I'm going to a network that that my fans really couldn't even, you know, follow or keep up with. And I'm fighting on FITE TV. And now I'll tell you here that I did 25,000 buys on FITE TV. And that's just off of me yeah. promoting and pushing it off my own social media. So the numbers are here. People never knew the numbers. I did 25,000 well, buys. They're, they're that's telling not me- a lot of buys. They're telling me we're up against it on the clock right now, but I wanted you to be able to talk about the business that you're generating. If you haven't seen Clarissa Shields fight, thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.